0: Welcome to Week Eleven, and welcome to the Rams facility at Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks with Demarco Farr, J.B. Long, and the head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. The Rams are seven and two, winners of four in a row, and they're going back on the road to face the Minnesota Vikings. But first, a look back at the Coliseum and the win of the Texans on Sunday. Must have been nice to be back in L.A. Did you remember, like, to turn right down the tunnel and which sideline was yours and it all that? After it still a month? gets
1: me. Sometimes I want to turn too quick when I'm running up from halftime. But uh, no, it was good to be back. I thought it was a great atmosphere. Fans showed up and uh, really pleased with our players effort you know i thought uh defensively another great performance by those guys to get those four takeaways i know we'll talk about it and then offense to kind of just stay resilient even though things didn't go well i put us in some bad spots early in that game and players made some great plays in the second half and and it led to another win which is uh, most important thing and, and we feel good about that
2: seven and two how's that feel for you as a head coach
1: it feels good you know i think the players have done a great job to to put ourselves in a position to continue to play meaningful football like we've talked about and uh, they've really bought into taking it one game at a time, one week at a time, and really one day at a time with our preparation and uh, that's going to be the same approach this week, getting ready for a great football team in the Minnesota Vikings, but very pleased to to come away against a tough Houston texans team and and to be able to get that win and go seven and two and, and to be able to do it in front
0: of your fans. uh
1: It was a good feeling for us,
0: Sean, we get a chance to talk to you early in the week here, week after week, but we've never really asked kind of what happens Sunday night into Monday as you kind of take in what happened in the previous game and then start to lay the foundation for the week ahead can you put us behind the scenes a little bit in that regard
1: you know Sunday is always a good time especially after a win if you've got family in town to be able to kind of you know we get the result that we want I'm in a little bit better mood and you know I had my family in town this weekend so be able to spend a little bit of time with them at home and you know, watch the Sunday night game and just kind of relax and get caught up with them. And then and then I try to at least get a little bit more sleep on Sunday night. You know, you wind down and no one just leading into the week that you're not going to get a whole lot of it. So I think it's important to try to get some rest on Sunday night. And you get in here and you watch the film with the coaches. You know, that you you study all three phases, the offense, defense, special teams from the previous game. And today it was the Houston Texans. And there was a lot of good things that showed up. And there's a lot of things that we can clean up. And then we watch that with our players. We have a team meeting. Uh, Kind of go through the injury report, and then that that immediately then starts your your preparation on the upcoming opponent. And we do a lot of stuff self-scout-wise as well. You know, a lot of today is involved in uh, making sure that you're aware of some of your tendencies, what are they preparing for, things like that. So uh, really today involves that and then just the general introduction to, you know, the Minnesota Vikings. We introduced the personnel to our players on offense and defense and Bones does that with the special teams. We get these guys out of here. They have their day off tomorrow, and then tomorrow really represents the kind of bulk of the first, second, and third down game planning day.
2: When you win a blowout game and then you hear people say, well, they got off to a slow start, I mean, that tells me expectation is through the roof. This is where you want it to be. This is where you want it to be this time of time of the year. Yeah,
1: I think it's good. You know, we, we certainly have high expectations for ourselves week in and week out, but uh, we did start slow, and, and really, re- regardless of what your expectations were, you know, to credit them, you know, defensively on, uh, you know, with the Texans, they did a lot of things that, you know, you know, they made the plays, but I thought I put us in some really bad spots as well. And Jadavian Clowney's a good player; he was influential and, and affected the game, and it just didn't feel like we could get into any real rhythm. You know, we were in some really third down and long situations, and those are always tough to overcome in this league. And Uh, you know, some negative plays on first or second down, and and those hurt you, and then I thought in the second half, really the the representation of kind of starting to get into a little bit of a rhythm offensively, I thought, was at the end of the two-minute, you know, the two-minute drive at the end of the first half. Jared did a good job being able to find some completions, get through some progressions. Guy made some catches. We protected well, and to be able to go up 9-7 at the half, I thought, was instrumental just for the feel of the game with how well defense had played and really how poorly offensively we had played, and you know, you don't want to lose sight of that. Houston forced us to play bad as well, so Uh, But the guys responded the way that we wanted to, and it it was a good second half for
0: us. Uh, You mentioned some of the injury checks as part of your procedure every week. Uh, Connor Barwin, Roger Saffold, DeMarcus Marcus are the ones we know about from Sunday, and it sounds like the good news there is they came out clean.
1: Good news is, yeah, they came out clean. Uh, They should be ready to go. You know, they'll be – mindful of taking care of themselves this week with the rehab, and, and they might be a little bit more limited in practice than they would be in a you know if they were fully healthy. But uh, it looks like they'll be ready to go, and, and we're going to need everybody on board uh, against Minnesota this week.
0: Lance Dunbar debuted for you on Sunday, and there was one point where he took a, a big pop in the middle of the field, and MJD immediately goes, that's good for someone coming off injury. Yeah. You, you need to know what that feels like and know that your body can take it. Uh, what's, the prognosis, what's the response from Lance kind of coming off game one? Yeah, I thought he
1: did a good job. You know, he got in there in a couple situations earlier in the game where he was a check down option on some passes, and then he got some carries kind of in the four-minute, and – uh, I thought he demonstrated good patience. I think it was good, whether it be on that check down where we kind of just missed the throw and uh, he takes a good shot or even in some of those runs just to get yourself out there and get into the rhythm mm-hmm. and the feel of you know just the overall speed of the game. And, and I thought that was good for Lance. And, and he made some big runs, and we were able to close that game out in the four-minute situation by being able to take a knee. And, and a lot of it was because of uh, good decision-making and, and good patience on the runs. So. A
2: shiny new toy for you. That's scary with Dunbar coming back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this offense is unbelievable. With him, wow. Uh, defensively, Lamarcus How does a guy that small generate so much pop? Explosion. He is fearless,
1: Uh, and it was smart too. You know, was within the target zone. Uh, I think he does a great job getting more and more comfortable week in and week out at playing that that post safety position. Really, just playing deep to short. You know, because being a nickel in a corner pretty much exclusively the last couple years, been extremely impressed with just his transition. Uh, different exit angles. You know, you look at, you know, specifically there we're in a man coverage and, and uh, you know, the influence of the rush affects Tom. They have to move off his spot, and that was just enough for LaMarcus to take a perfect angle right at Fuller. Uh, ball shows up. He ends up making that collision right away, and, and uh, you know, he, he's a great football player. I love watching him compete, snap in and
2: snap out. I would imagine he's kind of like you. Does he show up on the offensive side just to learn what you guys are doing to make himself better? He's he's very He loves football, you know, so he's yeah. always talking ball, but he, he's all about the right
1: stuff. You know that. DeMarco and and he's one of those guys that you can't help but love and you're sure glad he's on your
0: team First segment of the Coach McVay Show, we're going to break down the offense, defense, and special teams. We'll take your questions in a segment we call Audibles and a preview of the matchup with the Vikings. One more big-picture uh, question thought. I saw Johnny Hecker uh, going through the film study today uh, tweeted out that he loves Mondays because he's reminded of, you know, how productive the the linemen for the offense and the defense have been and how that's been the secret to the success this year. Can you speak to that?
1: Yeah, you know, really, I think when you look at defensive line, uh, as DeMarco would be able to tell you, those guys ability to disrupt the timing and rhythm of the quarterbacks in the past game continue to put pressure on the run game uh, i think has been instrumental in why we've been so successful you know defensively the last handful of weeks a lot of guys contributing too you know you look at Those guys on defense, our coaching staff, does a great job of getting everybody involved, and everybody can play, You know, whether it be you look at the Matt Longacres, the Morgan Foxes, uh, Ethan Westbrook made some plays yesterday, Tyron Walker recovers a fumble, and then obviously the guys that you talk about with Aaron and how much he's made an impact, Michael Brockers, Connor Barwin, uh, when Robert Quinn's available, and then Samson made a handful of plays. So really everybody that contributed to the D-line yesterday, You know, everybody contributed from the D-line yesterday, and, and I think that was important. And then offensively, those guys have done a great job. You know, we've got some great veteran leaders on the left side of that line. I think you see Jamon Brown and Rob Havenstein continue to gain confidence. Uh, And being able to stay together, you know, with the exception of when Johns had to come out a couple snaps here and there, when Blyce filled in and done a very good job, you know, they've been able to develop some continuity and rapport with each other. And I think that's really important. And watching the way they've been able to play efficient in the run game and in pass protection is a big reason why we have played so well on offense and defense and, and, you know. Those guys are doing a great job. We're going to see if we can keep it rolling this week.
0: So we pay tribute to those guys, and we can come back and talk some skill position players next, including the quarterback, Jared Goff, coming off another career-high day. That's when the Coach McVay Show continues. Segment number two of Week 11 and a look ahead to the Vikings coming your way on ESPN LA. All right, back on the Coach McVay Show here at the Rams facility in Thousand Oaks with DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long. I'll go through the defense and special teams performance against the Texans coming up. We'll also have your questions in a segment we call audibles for the head coach. But let's dive in to another productive offensive day. The bulk of it coming in the latter three quarters, as we know. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, only quarterback in franchise history to pass for 300-plus, three TDs, and no interceptions in consecutive games. One of the more astounding numbers that came out of... Sunday. Curious uh, from your standpoint, statistically, what intrigues you when you break down a game? Is there any metric in particular that you look for in evaluating skilled players' performances?
1: Yeah, you know, really, we, we talk about it all the time, and, and it's kind of a cliche answer, but it's true. You know, we talk about playing each play as its own entity, and, and I think that's how you grade, you know, your players, and specifically from the quarterback position, when you're talking about the pass game, you know, you're always going to talk about decision, timing, and accuracy, and Uh, is this a good decision? Are you playing within the timing and rhythm of the play? And are you delivering the ball accurately? And and if you can check those three things off consistently, uh, you're going to play at a really high level, uh, you know, from that spot. But I thought he did a lot of good things. I think the best thing really from our offense as a whole and it's one of Jared's you know best traits that, that you hear us talk about a lot is that when things don't always go our way early on in that game a lot of you know you, you face some form of adversity everybody just stayed even keeled you know nobody blinked nobody flinched and, and I think that's a you know a sign of a mentally tough unit a mentally tough team which is what we want to continue to, to be week in and week out and for our defense to play that well for the special teams to continue to play that efficiently it gave us a chance to stay in the game when offense we weren't really doing a very good job, and, and, and it starts with me. And there were some selections on some of the play calls where I put us in some bad spots. We took some negative plays. Uh, fortunately, we were able to overcome that, uh, kind of getting some rhythm going in that two-minute and then the second half like we talked about, and, and the guys
2: did a great job. How do you avoid pressing or getting frustrated when it's not going right yeah, for
1: Yeah, well, I, I would think the best thing is you draw on your previous experiences, and it had a very similar feeling to the Washington game earlier in the year where I was very disappointed with the way that – uh, myself personally handled that game in terms of you let the circumstances affect your decision-making instead of just staying the course, gathering yourself, get some composure, uh, and let's just try to string together some plays and, and get some, you know, some continuity and some rhythm going offensively. and it uh, And it certainly helps yesterday. Uh, you look at the big play that Robert's able to to, to make and, and guys protecting and, and handling the blitz, and Jerry delivers a great ball. That was the spark that kind of got everything going. And, and then I think from there, you know, that was kind of just a sigh of relief to get a big play, take the lead the way the defense is playing, where you're up two at that point, and then to end up going up nine. Uh, that was a big turning point for us, and anytime time you're able to get a 90-plus yard TD, those are exciting moments for us.
0: When Robert Woods is going like that, and you've targeted him consistently throughout this season, but is, is there kind of a hot hand effect when it comes to play calling when you know that one of your individuals is having that kind of day?
1: I think you felt really comfortable with Robert, and, and you know, I would I would say yes, but I also think the thing that's so great about when you look at our receiving core and our skill skill group as a whole, you feel confident that wherever they fit in the progression, those guys are able to make the plays, and And certain plays are designed to attack specific looks, but uh, I think you do want to continue to give the defense a, a variety of different things that they have to defend, and in that instance right there, it was, a you know, a look that we had hoped to catch, and, and you know, Robert ended up being the primary read based on that defensive, you know, alignment and what they played on the back end and, and Jared did a great job delivering the throw and, and Robert you know continued to answer the bell you know over these last handful of weeks when he's been targeted
2: I know you're not going to tell me but how the heck do you keep popping so many screens it's well, like they know it's coming and you still can't stop it I tell you what you know the, the players
1: have done a great job with the execution and then you know that's one of those things I think when you look at you know some of the contributions Tavon Austin makes to our offense that a lot of people do, don't know that doesn't really show up on the stat sheet but we always talk about those who know know and uh, the people in this building know how important Tavon's been and what he allows us to do with him as a weapon, whether it be getting him the ball or using him kind of as a decoy. and And he's been instrumental. And you look at, you know, the one we get a forty four yard, you know, screen to Todd off kind of a play action look, and guys did a great job executing there. Then later on, uh, both Sammy and Robert scored on screen type plays. and You know, those guys are executing at a high level. They're making it happen, and, and, uh, you know, it's exciting to watch them do their thing.
0: One of the things your offense has done a really nice job of lately particularly is using the hard count and then also it seems like your offensive linemen have been coached to clinch that penalty that neutral zone infraction when they see a guy violate their space to make sure they move too, and the flag comes out
1: yeah that's been really good you know i think that shows a lot of maturity on jared's part to be able to control the cadence like he has where we've gotten so many free fives uh because of that and then the linemen up front being able to sit in there and i think that takes a lot of good poise and concentration because we always talk about utilizing the cadence as a weapon for us and Uh, I've been a part of offenses where it can be, you know, really a a hindrance if you want to mix up the cadence where you're jumping off sides and now you're in first and 15s and Uh, and really just kind of almost hurting yourselves more than you're helping yourself. But our ability to utilize our cadence, I think, has been a big part of, you know, some of the success we've had offensively and uh, those guys discipline. And then Jared's ability to be able to use it and make it feel authentic and mix it up uh, has been really important to us.
2: Just the little stuff he's doing has been amazing. I mean, just Jared Goff, like you said, voice inflection. You don't see that, that, that early out of, you know, guys that young and how he's running the offense. And what I do like, the body language is great. Yeah, good play, bad play, he's even keeled. But so is the rest of the football team. No one gets too high or gets too low, unless there's a big play. Right.
1: You know that's, and and that's what we talk about all the time, Demarco. And and these guys have done such a great job. Uh, continuing to represent the things that, that we want to represent. We talk about our tape as our resume all the time, and what you see show up on that tape is a team that's excited for each other. Guys uh, congratulating one another when they make plays, and it, and it might be a great play by the defense, but you see offensive special teams guys coming out there to celebrate. It's the same thing, vice versa. Uh, but this is, a, this is a connected team, and I think we're also very mentally tough. Uh, when things don't go well, you're right. You know, We don't blink, we don't flinch, and, and we want to continue to embody that because at some point – uh, we are going to continue to face moments of adversity uh, going through a 16-game regular season with just how competitive and how tough this league is. And your ability to kind of stay even-keeled and resilient through those tough times I think will serve us well and, and hopefully end up leading to us finding a way to work ourselves through it and come away with
2: wins. I don't know if you see it, but I see this little guy with a headset also running out there giving high fives and chest bumping.
0: Uh, the second yeah. Robert Woods touchdown yeah, seemed yeah. like it was a true celebration I don't know who is. of yeah. offense, yeah. Yeah. Right? That was
2: exciting. I was, I
1: was fired up about that. You get so happy for those guys. And, I think just to be able to see those guys work through it you know after some of the you know the bad spots that I put us in, uh, I was just happy to see those guys have some success and, and make those plays, and uh, definitely fired up there.
0: More on golf in the offense as we continue with the Coach McVay Show, previewing Week 11 and a trip to Minneapolis. But coming up next, we'll dive into defense and special teams. Boy, ever since the half in Arlington, the Rams defense has been one of the best in the National Football League. We'll continue from the Rams facility at Cal Lutheran after this on ESPN LA. The Los Angeles Rams are 7-2. and two. They're winners of four in a row, and they're back out on the road. They take on the Vikings this weekend. DeMarco Farr and JB Long here at the Rams facility in Thousand Oaks with the head coach of the Los Angeles. Rams Sean McVay we dive into defense and special teams two other units that have been performing admirably during this winning streak and coach I, I think you would agree when we talk defense we have to start with takeaways because yeah. they've risen to the top of the league in that category and it was a big part of your most recent victory against the Texans again
1: huge you know and I think you know it's the number one thing we talk about with our football philosophy as a team it's all about the ball and defensively it's about getting takeaways and creating those turnovers and Uh, can't say enough about what they've done you know you look at really since the buy we're plus seven we were we were even in terms of our turnover differential at the buy we're plus seven with them getting three against the Giants and then four yesterday and Uh, That was a key thing. And then I think what's also been very good for our team is we've been able to turn that into points. We're at the top of the league in terms of points off of the turnovers. But the defense, uh, what a great job they've done. I think really you look at the turning points since that second half of Dallas, like you've mentioned before, JB. uh, They've played excellent football. And and I think you're starting to see guys get more and more comfortable with some of the things that they're doing within the framework of Coach Wade's system. And and it's showing and and, uh, we've played very well.
2: Uh, You trust them, staff and players, on defense, a fake punt in your own end. That tells me you trust your defense.
1: Absolutely. I think you you trust the defense, but you also have a whole lot of confidence in the special teams and and Coach Coach Fossil and and – Excuse me. Based on the look that they had presented, you know, we felt really good about that. And then, you know, the defense ends up bailing out where Mark makes a great pick right there uh, to prevent them from coming away with any points. But that special teams thing, I think, is a credit to kind of our philosophy. We always want to be attacking, want to be aggressive. Uh, You know, credit Thurman. He made a great play right there, but it was a little bit, you know, different look than the way they had played some previous things. But That's where on both sides of it you look at process over results. You'd make the same decision again. It didn't work out for us, but you sure have a lot of confidence in Johnny and and Farrow. And, and, you know, just because how did we get to that decision? We felt like the process was right. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. They made a great play right there. But uh, if you had it over again, you'd still do it the same way. And, And I think that's, you know part of it and it goes vice versa with things that do work out for us too that maybe you wouldn't do it so uh, we always want to make sure that we're focusing on that and got a whole lot of confidence in john fossil as well he's special
0: sunday against houston it was a lot of the usual suspects with mark Barron getting that pick aaron donald creating a turnover it seems like he's good for one of those per game but also some new names and new faces to rams fans uh, outside linebacker guys like juan price and samson Abukam one debuting, one getting some season-high reps, uh, part because of what you're dealing with with the injury bug. But uh, how about those guys being able to step in and make an impact at this stage of the season?
1: I think it's been great. And, you know, what's been so valuable is we do have some key veteran leaders in those spots that enable those guys to get some practice reps that normally you wouldn't. Uh, on other teams because those guys take them all you know you look at the way that Connor Barwin we want to take care of him and make sure that he's fresh towards the latter half of the week so him not practicing on Wednesdays and taking more of a mental approach they allow Sampson to continue to get those reps get better and better get more confidence uh, and it shows up you know he's he's got speed explosion got great body control and length for uh, you know for a guy like that and uh, makes plays in special teams he showed up forcing that fumble and you know, been very pleased with him. It was good to get Juan in there. You know, got him up and active for the first time this year. And uh, you could see why he was such a productive player at Pitt for so long.
2: Michael Brockers has been playing inspired football. That's the best way I can say it on radio. Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing like he's mad.
1: He has. He, he's done a great job. And I think uh, you just look at the length, you look at the power, the athleticism, he's got it all. And I think he and Aaron inside working in tandem, uh, they've, they've played great football. They're they're playing uh Pro Bowl caliber level ball right now. And I think that's both of those guys. And I think you look at how disruptive they've both been. Uh, Mike continuing to just show up, whether it's batted balls, sacks, forcing and throws, forcing holding calls. Uh, and a lot of the same for Aaron. Those two guys have been outstanding and uh, love being around those guys. They love football. They're, they're enjoyable
0: to be around as well. This is the Sean McVay Show, Week 11. DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, and the head coach of the Rams. Could have been even better on defense. I'm sure you guys went through it in film, right? Maybe two pick sixes left out there on yeah. the field, uh, one with Alec Ogletree and one with Tremaine Johnson. DeMarco, you called for push-ups for True, I think, during yesterday's broadcast. That's uh, a basket, man. It's right in your <laughs> chest. That's a straight line to the end zone. A little, zone. Lower. little <laughs> lower than, than me high. <laughs> it was, it, was, it yeah. was
1: a tough – <laughs> it would have been a tough thing to dig it out like you're uh, like you're digging out a low ball in baseball but it would have been a good catch and for a ball for a corner with such great ball skills i know Tremaine will will tell you he expects to make that play and we do too but uh, he's continuing to make his presence felt on our defense as well.
2: Well, I, I, people are saying that Hopkins had 111, and I said, well, that's normal for guys like him. A lot of respect. You have to respect people. Like him. I thought the secondary played well against that that those receiving. I those thought receiving so, players. too. They yeah.
1: did a great job. You know, that was one of the keys to the game is, is to try to limit Hopkins and, and what a complete receiver he is and take the big plays away from Fuller, and you never want to see a guy get injured, but uh, when, when LaMarcus makes a great legal play on him, uh, that put him out of the game, and, and you, you don't want to ever see guys get hurt, though, but I thought Just in terms of uh, watching DeAndre throughout this year, he's a great receiver. You know, he's fun to watch. Even just watching him in warm ups, just the ball, his body control and the ball skills, how effortless and the range that he has. Uh, It shows up week in and week out, and there's not really any route that he can't run. You can get him the ball on quick screens, he can win on quick throws, he can win on intermediates and down the field. He can win when he's covered as far as jump balls, and then he can separate uh, you know, with his twitch and his, and his speed and explosion. So uh, to limit a player like that, we felt good about it. He made some great individual plays, but but that is to be expected of a player of his
0: caliber. We're talking some defense and some special teams from the Week 10 win over the Texans, and we're reminded yet again on Sunday at the Coliseum the value of Greg Zerline, in part because it came in contrast to a Houston missed field goal Um, But on the backside of that barren interception we talked about, you're able to get three and go into the halftime feeling like maybe you didn't play your best two quarters, but yet you have the lead, and you're going to get the ball to start the third quarter.
1: I thought that was huge. And and really, you know, because other than – I thought the defense played really well. You know, really just offensively, for us to be up 9-7 in spite of some of the things that we didn't do a very good job of was encouraging. And I thought the guys felt that way as well because – it was a bunch of different reasons why we weren't able to play well. It didn't have a lot of plays, but a lot of it was because of things that we felt like we could correct. I didn't sense the guys had lost any confidence or didn't feel like, okay, if we just get a couple things together, get a couple first downs, or are able to get into our normal rhythm in the flow of a drive, you know, some things will start to happen. And, you know, really the play that ended up being kind of the turning point was the 94 yard play. And uh, when you look at good offenses around this league, I think you see their ability to create those explosives. And it sure is easier to go. Uh, 94 yards. Then you have to march 94 yards with you know 12 to 15 plays. The way these defenses are these days, I,
2: I like the 94 yarder. Just keep doing that. Me now, too. Uh, outside the stats, defensively, I didn't see a lot of missed tackles. That to me is a professional defense.
1: I think so too. You know, you know we're fresh. I, I I go back to how important Reggie Scott and Ted Rath have been. Uh, For overall being able to keep some, you know, being able to stay healthy for the most part. When you just look around this league, uh, there's certain things you can't avoid, but I think guys have bought into their approach, their regimens that they're implementing week in and week out. But we have tackled very well. You know, that was a big point of emphasis that Wade and his staff made uh, after some of the things earlier on in the year. And I think the players
0: have really done a good job of being conscientious about it, and it shows up with our tape. We will transition to a preview of week 11 and a look ahead to the Minnesota Vikings as we continue here from Cal Luther. But up next, it's a segment devoted to your questions, a direct line to the head coach as the Coach McVay Show continues. Week 11 edition on ESPN LA. Well, here in the Game Ball Go to Robert Woods, it was reminded of, uh, to me of uh, a question I got that wasn't even part of audibles, but it was, what does Jared Goff have to do to get a game ball? Because he's played some really nice uh, outings for you, but there's just been other... Contributors yeah. on offense who have taken he's, his game ball.
1: Jared's gotten a bunch of game balls. Okay. He just hasn't gotten it right after in the gotcha. post-game <laughs> locker room speech. So Jared got a game ball for yesterday as well, and the week before. So uh, you know he's done a he's done a great job leading our offense. Mm-hmm. So Jared is uh, not getting left out on the game ball circuit right now. You know we're we're happy to get those wins, so uh, we're not going to discriminate on the game balls for our quarterback when he's playing
0: so there you well. go just uh laying the foundation for a segment we call audibles we do it every week here on the coach McVay show thanks to those of you who have submitted your questions on social media let's start with seattle rams uh will coach place a call to jay gruden this week to talk about the vikings having uh, oh, yeah. just faced them washington and yeah, minnesota
1: talked to jay today you know we i just you know jay just because of our friendship and seeing how he's doing and different things like that but Uh, Not necessarily to really talk too much about the Vikings, but mainly just to check in. But we talked a little bit about, you know, our games and and things like that. And uh, before I came on here with you guys, I actually talked to Jay tonight.
0: Blue Blood Rams. Next question. Knowing Case Keenum played for the Rams last year, what are the advantages and disadvantages he presents in preparing for the Vikings? Again, that's assuming that he does get the nod at quarterback with Teddy Bridgewater back.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it'll probably be more helpful for our players just knowing a, a couple things about Keese, or Case and just you know the way that he competes. But man, he's done a really good job. I've been extremely impressed with the way that he's played, and, and he's always been a really good football player, great competitor. He's got the ability to stay on schedule, create off schedule, and extend some things with his legs and. Uh, change his arm angle. I think Coach Shermer's done a great job of mixing some things up and changing the launch point for them uh, with their play action, their movement. They do a great job in their screen game as well. And uh, Case has led the offense very well. You know, they've played really good football offensively, and a lot of that has been behind him, you know, as the starting quarterback uh, with some of the injuries. But he's playing uh, like a, like a very good starting quarterback right now. And uh, you know, those guys, are they're, they're going to present a good challenge. But I think our players would have a better idea because the system's going to be different. You know, Coach Shermer runs a different system than uh, what they were doing here last year. And uh, he is a good player. And I think it will be fun, you know, for, for Case and for our players uh, just knowing him so well if he gets the nod.
2: I tell some people just resist the urge to – boil this game down to Jared versus Case it's more than that case got has his own problems so does jared sure yeah it's two different teams yeah you know it's
1: it's jared's going to be going against minnesota's defense and case will be going against our defense and uh, it's about putting together all three phases to try to outscore your opponent and we all know that and uh, I think as long as Jared continues to do what he's done we know we've got a great challenge uh, with a very very good defense great players all across the board uh, I have a whole lot of respect for coach Zimmer and the issues that that they present defensively in terms of just your preparation and some of the things that uh, they certainly attack you and then they put you in some really tough spots so uh, it's going to be a great challenge for us offensively, and, and then uh, you know we're hopeful to be able to put some pressure on their defense or their offense coming up this week.
0: Every week in this segment, we present your questions to the head coach, Sean McVay, here on ESPN LA. Uh, next up, Nick Landman asks, how much audible responsibility does Jared Goff have at the line? It seems like before big plays, especially, he's barking out calls. Is that him seeing something and making decisions, or is he just relaying the call from the sidelines pre-15 seconds?
1: Uh, You know, he's done a great job. You know, he's got a great command of our offense. He has a lot of audible responsibility, but, you know, it's, uh, you know, some of the things that we're doing are going fast with – uh, we're still able to communicate. And then some of the things are where he's, you know, got a couple of different plays called and he's going to get to it based on the look. So to answer your question, there's a whole lot of responsibility that we put on our quarterback. And Jared continues to demonstrate why he can uh, handle all that. And, and he's played very well. And it's enabled us to be able to get some good looks uh, that our players and, and
2: himself personally have executed uh, very well. And this post-game press conference, getting better. Is it, yeah, is yeah. his post game getting better? Getting Better, I like it. What do you think, yeah. Artis? You agree with yeah. that? It's getting better.
0: <laughs> well, Maurice good, wants man. to have a word with him. In fact, has been texting him about his fashion. I was gonna now. see. I was going leave that. Have out. you addressed that or talked to Jared at all about with his? Danny
2: Terrio? Yeah, I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't. I, I have not addressed that with him. I think he's got a nice. He's got a nice, comfortable uh, style. He's, he's got some swag, doesn't he? Three touchdowns—you can wear whatever you want, no doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah. period. Yeah. neither of us put much stock in Maurice's no. judgment, not. so just thought I'd present <laughs> that here. Uh, Frank Fidel asks, huh. uh, "How are we going to get our offense and defense to start faster against these tough opponents coming up, and not wait until the second half?"
1: Yeah, no. Hey, if you got the answer, I'd like to know mm-hmm. that. You know, certainly. No, I'm just—I'm just kidding. You know, that's a—that's a great question because. One of the things we do have to do a good job of specifically offensively because I think our defense has started fast you know they get a turnover on the first series of the game and it should have led to a touchdown but uh, we didn't end up punching it in offensively but I think when you look at it you want to be critical of yourself first of all as a coach and, and see are we putting our players in the right spots and then you're always going to try to run things that are designed to attack some of the primary looks that either the you know from a defensive standpoint uh, what are they running offensively personnel groupings different concepts what are our best calls versus that and it's the same thing offensively and each week you know there's a lot of challenges and, and the other team has a say as well uh, we've, we've faced some tough opponents that have done a good job stymieing us but uh, the challenge is always can we start a little bit faster and, and I think really with the Giants game we did a good job of that we got the turnover early in that game as well and then it led to Jared and, and Higby hooking up so uh, each game is is kind of has its own story but in an ideal world you'd always like to be able to start fast and finish strong and sometimes it works out like that and sometimes it doesn't but we got to just kind of work ourselves through it and, and find a way to try to come out on top no matter what
0: Jonathan Wallace next up on audibles uh, coach how do you adjust a game plan on the fly to account for the challenges that someone like on Clowney was presenting in the first half on Sunday
1: yeah no he's a, he's a good player and Uh, He had moved around a lot this year, didn't know whether to anticipate him on our right or on our left, and and he was playing majority in some of their nickel situations on our right side. And and he definitely did influence and affect a lot of plays that led to us getting in some bad third downs. And uh, once we settled in, I thought Rob Havenstein did a very good job against him because he's he's a special player. But what you do is you kind of try to get a feel, all right, this is what their plan of attack is, what in our offense, you know, from a tool standpoint do we have that gives us answers that allows us to maybe – speed up the tempo, slow it down uh, to give our players a chance and and, and our players executed. And and I thought, you know, you look at Matt LaFleur, Coach Cromer, Olsen, really our entire offensive staff, I thought they did a good job of adjusting kind of what our initial plan was just based on some of those things earlier in the game, and it led to
0: our success. The Dubber on Twitter asks, how about some love for Samson Abukam? The rookie had a sack fumble to set up a touchdown, plus another good hit on the QB. We need a nickname for Sweet Sam, as he describes him. any, uh, any His name nickname? is Samson. Yeah, I don't know uh, what, what nickname is necessary. Yeah. Are there good God. any other good nicknames in the locker room that we should know about that you can share
1: with us? Probably not that I can share with right. you. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, – But, no, Samson did a great job. You know, you talk about game balls for Jared. Samson got a game ball on special teams and on defense for getting the turnover. You know, we play such a premium on those turnovers. If you get a turnover, you get a game ball defensively and forced one on defense and then uh, made a lot of plays on special teams. Did a great job, and and he showed up, and uh, he's a guy that is continuing to gain confidence, and, and I think you'll see more of him as
2: the season progresses as well. Sammy Watkins playing faster. Or was he playing faster on Sunday? I think he's
1: playing faster. You know, really, I I think he's played fast pretty consistently. But you look at it, you know, whether it's with or without the ball, and I know that, you know, it sounds cliche, but he really has done that. And he's made a lot of big blocks uh, that have led to some big runs for us. And then you see in that two-play sequence where he catches the seam for 24 and then finishes it with a 17-yard touchdown, uh, whenever his number's been called, he certainly has done a great job delivering. It's always that challenge of continuing to find ways to get him more touches, and, and I've always got to be aware of that. But uh, to his credit, when he did get his targets, he made the most of them, uh, and it led to big things for our offense.
0: Oh, To those in our audience, thank you for submitting your questions for the head coach, Sean McVay. And, Coach, thanks for being receptive to them. We'll take a break, and we'll look ahead to a trip to Minnesota in a matchup with the Vikings here on ESPN LA. All right, final segment of the Coach McVay Show from Thousand, With DeMarco Farr, JB Long. In the NFC, the top three teams are 22 and 5 combined. And guess what? The Rams play all three in the next four weeks beginning Sunday at Minnesota. Uh, Coach, I know just kind of getting into the week's game prep and game plan, but uh, by reputation, I'm sure you know the Vikings' top 10 offense, top 5 defense really look like a contender.
1: Yeah, no, they, they're they a complete team, and they're playing really well in, in all three phases, and it's a great challenge for, for our guys, and, and I know they'll be excited about you know the week of preparation and, and being consistent with our approach and, and making sure we put ourselves in a position to, to hopefully have a good performance on the road. Great atmosphere. It's one of the few places that I've actually never been. Uh, been to the old Minnesota Stadium, but I haven't been to the New one, and uh, heard it's a great atmosphere. Hopefully, we don't have to hear that bullhorn too many times.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's odd looking from the outside, but cool on the inside. We got a preseason look at yeah, it last year. Really right. cool, cool spot. Yeah, uh, good defense, man. I mean, stout up front. Gonna be a big challenge. They're excellent. You yeah. know, they're
1: really good on all three levels. DeMarco, they got great players up front. Um, you know, you talk about some of the size they have inside, some of the edge rushers. It looks like they'll probably have Everson Griffin coming back. Robeson's been consistently there, year in and year out. And then you look at their linebacking core. Anthony Barr has become one of the better linebackers in. In this league and then their corners uh, they got great corners with Xavier Rhodes you look at Trey Wayans uh, you know he, he those guys really play good football and I think Harrison Smith and Sandeo offer great uh, back end Terrence Newman has been playing uh, about as long he and Whitworth uh, you know those, those guys <laughs> are like fine wine they get better with age they just continue to play good football so there's going to be a lot of challenges for us and we got to be ready to go.
0: I read at least one outlet today say, you know, Diggs and Thielen have been described as the best wide receiver duo in the NFC. You just saw a pretty good tandem, though, in Houston. So, a similar challenge in that regard with maybe a team that has two number one receivers.
1: Yeah, those guys have been extremely productive. And I think when you look at, you know, Diggs is uh, just have, you know, familiar with him just from him being such a big time recruit coming out of Maryland, just in the D.C. area, Mm -hmm. you know, you knew about him and they were kind of close to our facilities. But. Wow, I've been impressed with him. And and then Thielen has been so reliable, so productive. He can play outside. He can play in the slot. Uh, You look at kind of his emergence even going back to last year, and then he's really playing uh, very, very good football. Those two guys have been outstanding. Rudolph's a, a complete tight end, and, and I think Case is doing a good job at distributing the football. McKinnon's a back that can beat you in the run game or out of the backfield in the screen game with the pass, you know, catching
2: passes out of the backfield. So they got a lot of weapons, and Coach Shermer mixes it up very well. Uh, just improvement, your team, uh, from, from training camp to now, uh, how have they changed, and what would you like to see them improve on from this point?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, everything kind of goes back to our core philosophy, and when we talk about our football philosophy You know, the thing is, you heard us mention already earlier in the show, it's all it's all about the ball. Uh, But then you talk about situational masters. It's being able to continue to handle each situation the right way. And that's the red zone. The two minute and the third downs are the main ones we talk about week in and week out. And then I think you want to consistently see that effort show up. And, And we talk about our effort is broken down into our burst speed and our finish And uh, the challenge is can we play with better effort than anybody else and uh, guys have done that they bought in, but you know you can always improve there 's so many different things from the fundamentals techniques, uh, making sure our execution is as crisp and, and as uh, you know highly efficient as it can possibly be so there 's a lot of things there 's a lot of things that they 're doing really well too, and you don 't want to lose sight of that, but that continuous improvement I think is a sign of a, of a good team, and, and that 's what we 're doing, and then that 's what the best try to do, and, and we 're going to try to do that.
0: Jared's been outstanding on the road, away from the Coliseum. He was pretty good in L.A. this weekend, too. But when you look at something like that, is that a trait? Is that something that belongs to Jared? Or is that just a stat?
1: Yeah, I think it's a stat. You know, I think I think it's just, uh, you know, he's played good football and it just happens to be that uh, a lot of that football is, you know, when we've been on the road and. Um, you know, we've played some pretty good opponents at home and and we didn't play as well as we would have liked to offensively. But I think to Jarrett's credit, I think what it really demonstrates is of late he's played really good football Mm -hmm. because we've been on the road and then yesterday represented the first time we've been back home for a while. And, you know, and, and that's why he's playing well on the road because we've just played more and more recently on the road. But I think he's doing a really good job just making good decisions, uh, continues to take steps in the right direction of uh, becoming that extension of the coaching staff that we talk about that I think is so important for your quarterback to be where – Uh, it's not just being able to call the play but understand what's the intent of the play and a lot of times uh, you know that he and I are on the same you know rhythm when he's like I felt like that was going to come in you know where you kind of anticipate some of those calls and uh, that's 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 a good thing and and we feel like uh, he's doing a lot of good things and I've been very pleased with Jared so far.
0: Uh, Whether or not that's specific to him, your team sir knows how to go and play on the road through uh, opportunity aplenty in in recent weeks. I
1: think so. You know, I think they've gotten comfortable with that routine where you leave on a Friday and... Uh, they kind of know what's to be expected. You know, we've, we're consistent with our weekly rhythm, and then on Fridays we just travel a lot more times than than a lot of other teams. When you travel two time zones, that's kind of our philosophy, and we've got a very clear cut plan in place, led by Reggie Scott, Ted Rath, and and Joey uh, Blake, our our nutritionist, where those guys are very intentional, and everything that we do uh, is geared towards helping our players peak. You know, on Sunday at one or whenever it is we're kicking off and. Uh, it's, it's been good so far, and I think the players have handled it like a mature team, and, and that's a credit to them. Can we get the candy back on the plane?
2: No. Just in the back, on the media, just for us. Uh, Come on. We, maybe we can get a Reese's couple pieces? extra snacks for you just on Just a little bit, okay? but you know. Not for everybody. Gummy bears aren't working. I need some, <laughs> I need some chocolate, man. Come on. <laughs> Keep it
0: rolling, Coach. Thanks All for right. your time. Yeah. Have a good restful week of preparation.
2: Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, and thank you for joining
0: Appreciate us it. on the Coach McVay Show here week 11. We look forward to talking to you again on Rams All Access on Thursday night here on ESPN LA.